This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 559 with Delphine Carter. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 559. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Talkspace. For $100 off your first month of therapy with Talkspace, go to Talkspace.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. Delphine Carter is the founder and CEO of Bulo Solutions, a career matching service that helps women stay in and return to the workforce. Bulo has now helped over 1,000 women and has generated over $1 million in revenue. Delphine was able to fund Bulo's $500,000 seed stage while working and raising children during the pandemic. I asked Delphine to join me on the show because of the massive shift we're seeing around moms and moms in the workplace right now. Millions of moms have left the workforce this year, and many millions more have had to learn to navigate new terms of working from home or working in other creative ways and different environments during this wild time of the last 18 months. 
We are at a critical time for moms in the workplace, and there is a chance to totally renegotiate and reconfigure what work looks like for everyone. And moms are poised to work in more flexible ways than ever before. And Delphine is helping to make all of that happen. So listen in to hear Delphine share her realization that I could not be whole without my work. Oh my gosh, this one hit home for me because I felt the same when Vinny was so little and I felt really guilty about loving working so much. She also shares how she helps genius moms get seen professionally, how Bulo helps moms qualify themselves for jobs that are a perfect fit for their specific needs, why Bulo works with companies that create flexible working environments for moms and dads, how forward-thinking managers need to shift expectations around goals versus time invested on a job or a task. I loved this. This was such a great takeaway from the conversation. She also digs into the benefits of having moms in C-suite positions. Amen. She talks about the significance of empathy in corporate culture, the challenges around childcare post-pandemic when 40% of childcare centers nationwide in the U.S. have closed, and what is open and available is ridiculously expensive. Then she talks about the exact conversation you can have with your employer to ask for a more flexible schedule. You're going to want to write this one down. And then we dive into why we must erase the phrase, quote unquote, just a mom from all vernacular. This is a fiery conversation that's going to get you thinking and also give you some great takeaways and ahas in terms of how you think about your current work situation or what work could look like for you in the near future. So with all that said, I'm so excited to welcome Delphine Carter to the Shameless Mom Academy. Delphine, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm super excited about it. I love everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you. So I told you when we were in our prior to starting recording here that we get pitched so many pitches every week, sometimes every day for the show. And often they're not, it's not the right time or the right fit right now. But when your pitch came through, I was like, oh, this is super timely. And yes, we need to dig into this. So I'm very excited about this conversation. Oh, great. We're going to have some fun, even though, well, yeah, <laughs> we're going to have fun talking about like professional workplace, work, mothers in the workplace, opportunities, all that good stuff. Yeah. And I love that you said have fun because it can get kind of heavy, right? It's a yes. big topic, especially right now. And so being able to just lighten it and make it not seem so scary and daunting would be great. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like if we make it scary and daunting because, you know, there's all of us have lived through scary and daunting in the last year. So let's lighten it so that we can actually take action because otherwise we just get really stuck. So with all that said, can you tell us more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now? Yeah. So my personal life. So I am a single mom. I have two kids, a 13-year-old boy and a 10-year-old girl, and we live in the South. And I've been in technology for a long time as a product manager. And so I've always been extremely focused on my career. I've loved my kids and loved being a parent, but trying to balance both of them is tough. And so I have lived that world of just trying to make it all work. And yeah, I mean, I guess that's the biggest, you know, I always hate talking about myself. That's the biggest thing of who I am is I am a Bulo member. I am a person who has desperately wanted to be a mom and worked hard to, to become a mom and to mom and also realized that I could not be whole without maintaining my career. So about four years ago, I was divorced and have been even more focused on just finding myself and finding my purpose and trying to make a difference. 
I love what you just said about, I could not be whole without maintaining my career. I thought that being a stay-at-home mom would be like my dream come true. And I also worked hard to become a mother going through a lot of infertility stuff. And when my son was like four months old, I was like, yeah, I am not whole. Like, I cannot be home all day with a baby without having a focus outside of that as well. And so I really appreciate that statement. Can you expand on that a little bit and maybe what that looked like for you? Yeah. I mean, I often say this and my, I have a therapist. I'll just go ahead and say that. It's like <laughs> Me the too. best $125 I've ever spent a month. I should probably do it more often, but <laughs> You know, she, I often tell her the only thing I've ever been good at is working. I feel like I don't have a great hobby. I'm not an artist. Like I've just been really good at working and I'm also not super maternal in the sense that like, I didn't grow up envisioning myself, like doing puzzles on the floor with the kids or being everything, but I do think I'm a great mom. And that's, Mm. I think those two can be okay. Again, therapy, but (laughs) you know, so I worked hard 40 hours plus. And then I hit a breaking point when I had my second child and probably when she was six months old, I said, I need to go part-time. And so I luckily worked for a company that was ahead of their time. And they said, okay, well, what does that look like? I said, eight to two 30. I just want to be there when school ends for my oldest and be able to get my daughter home from daycare so that I don't feel like I'm coming home, dropping bags, cooking, putting them to bed. And like, it's this gauntlet that keeps going. And so I was able to have that experience up until I got divorced. And I just, it was ideal. It was wonderful to me. And during that process, I won the peer nominated company award for performance. Wow! And what that showed me and everybody else was that it is not ours that you work, but it is what you do during that time. And so that was one of the things that I look back to and say, these women companies, client who I'm talking to, these women will perform 10 times what you think they will without even blinking. Oh my Just gosh. give them a shot. Oh, I have goosebumps because I think that we've been so pushed to have to show that during this pandemic. I mean, it's, I've talked about this before, but when we first started this pandemic and my son's school closed for two weeks and I was like, we won't survive. I was like, we can't have school closed for two weeks. What, what? And what we realized is that as actually you can survive when your children or child has to be home for a couple of weeks. And then it turned into six weeks and then all, you know, the whole rest of the school year and then into this school year. And what we learned, what I learned is like, sure, that would not be my preference to have my child at home and spend that much time together. But I learned that like, if I have to work in 20 minutes, increments to be interrupted by a child, an elderly dog or a puppy, which was happening all the time that like, I can still get a lot of things done again, not my preference, but I can be really productive because every 20 minutes I was like, what's the one thing that has to happen right now? Like I'm not wasting time on the junk and any of that. And that was really eye opening. And I, so I really appreciate your point around quality versus quantity, because I think we often, and I think women especially equate like time with success or that we have to work harder in order to get more or do more or be recognized for more. And like, let's just dispel all those myths. That's right. There's something. And so this is, people say that moms are great multitaskers. And I don't know if that's what it really is. I think it's that we've got incredible focus capability. So for example, you've got an old dog at the door barking. Your son is asking you where the chips are and you're trying to read the directions on the box to cook dinner 
like you can focus on that box, hone in, and then like start triaging the other situations. And I think that's what you mean by those 20 minutes is I can get my head in the game for 20 minutes with a focus like no other, and then I'll pop out and have to, you know, Mm -hmm. tackle some other things. But I agree with you when that two weeks hit my favorite, I got a text from my daughter. She was on her Zoom call and she said, Hey mom, turn off the blender. I'm on a zoom call. And I was like, this is amazing. Like (laughs) I was making a smoothie by the way, not an adult beverage, but it was like, (laughs) this is really like tides have turned. This is really an, we're going down an amazing experience here. And this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background and then what led you to starting Bulo and all the good stuff. Yeah. So I've been in technology for a really long time. I had the pleasure of starting up products, new products and launching them while I um, worked at the company. It's just something I really enjoy doing. I love solving problems. I love building stuff. And so I had the experience of doing that. And I would constantly be looking for talent, of course, at a small budget that would help me come on board and help me run a project do content, do some marketing. But every time I'd go to the people team to ask for a resume or to find somebody who could do this, I got the exact same person, like over and over again. It was 20 resumes that all looked alike. Mm. And so that weekend I'd be on the ball field and the woman next to me would be lamenting that she had this great career in marketing and she's so envious that I'm able to work. She can't get back in. You know, she can't find a job. And I'm like, but you're my person. You're the genius I need. You're exactly the right thing. And so that's when I was like, okay, I had a co-founder at the time and she and I were like, there's geniuses in our carpool. We just need to be able to help them get seen. Yes, I love that. And we just started testing it. I had a professional network of businesses that I reached out to and said, here's an idea that I'm trying. Would you be willing to give us a job opportunity for free? And we'll help you find somebody. If we find your perfect person, you pay us. And so we started doing coffees to to tell women what we were going to try and do and start building up the database of women. And then it just started clicking. And it was back to what you and I just said. Once these businesses brought the women on board, even if they had a gap, they were floored by what they were capable of. Mm. And we started learning that in order to help businesses overcome that whole you know, that very traditional method of reading a resume. Why has she been out of work? What did she learn? We created this 360 degree profile where women could use their own voices to explain who they are, why they're successful, what they've been doing. And that got the emotional attachment of the hiring managers. And then they're like, okay, I want to meet her. I'm in. And they got to qualify yourself in a non-traditional way, which is what is so powerful in your quote unquote motherhood resume is that there's all these qualifications that come from those gaps in a resume that we have not been culturally trained to take advantage of and to like, to wear as a badge of honor, even instead we've been, the cultural messaging is that like that time doesn't count. And Mm -hmm. the reality is like that time counts a lot. So if you're out of the workforce for, you know, five years or 10 years or whatever, it's not like you're sitting doing zero things and like not progressing with the world around you. You absolutely are. And you're hustling like a mother literally and figuratively during that time. So I love this idea of being able to qualify yourself so that you can be seen by the right people and find this like really great fit that wouldn't maybe happen in that traditional process. 
Well, what's so interesting is the battle that we have being advocates for the mom on the business side, we have a mirror battle with our members telling them, if you say, I've just been a mom one more time, I'm going to come down (laughs) and we're just going to have a really hard talk because I don't think we ourselves acknowledge that what we're doing is valuable. I mean, we say it, right? Like we're raising the next generation. We say it, but we don't give ourselves credit. And so it's hard for women to talk about. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And even when like chit chat among moms, and I notice this when I meet new moms and I am involved at my son's school quite a bit. And even the way when we talk to someone we're meeting for the first time and we ask them like, Oh, like, do you work outside the home or do you just stay home? And even that, like, just stay home is like one thing right there. Or the mom's response, if you say like, well, are you working or whatever? And then a mom might say, oh, I'm just staying home. It's like these little tiny messages every single day that we're using between ourselves. And then that absolutely carries over into how we show up in that professional realm. And yeah, I love that someone within a company would say like, please don't say that. (laughs) Please don't say that. Oh my gosh. It's super important. Because it minimizes everything that the hiring manager is open to it. Like they just read it and said, wow, she's right. But if the moms don't find the right words to share it and the confidence, it's really just confidence, find the confidence to say, yes, I've been actively involved in our world, learning and growing and contributing Yes. Throughout this time. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Yeah, I have an example. I'm actually going to co-chair my son's, the Parent Association, which is our version of the PTA at my son's school next year. And one of the reasons I wanted to do it was because I was like, this is an opportunity for leadership. And it's like this. And previous to this, I've always been like, no one needs to do like the whole PTA thing. Like actually that's, I've been encouraging moms to be more autonomous. Like you don't need to be involved in everything at your kid's school. And now here I am. I'm like, oh, I'm going to co-chair this but because <laughs> I think it's actually going to be a really great opportunity for leadership in a capacity that I've never had the opportunity to lead before. And that sounds really exciting to me. And for me, that's like a step of growth. And I think that there's the stigma around like the PTA mom. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to like go in there and I'm going to be the PTA mom. And like, let's see what happens with this. Like, I'm super ready to embrace that instead of shy away from it or instead of like, you know, minimize it because it's a huge opportunity for leadership. And what if we could all value what that really means. Yeah, I actually would encourage that is one thing is if there are opportunities in your community, it can even be being on the board of your rec sports team or of Mm -hmm. any kind of group that your kids are a part of, because that does give you a different slant of experience from others. It's a differentiator. And I think it also opens your eyes to what's going on, the tools that are being used out there to self-organize. So I do think that's very valuable and our community needs it, right? So we've got, for example, a rec lacrosse board and they always need mothers to represent the sons, to represent different aspects of, it can't all be all dads on those type sports boards. We need the moms to be able to advocate for the kids as well. Yeah. By the way, same thing for the PTA. I'm co-chairing with a dad. And that was like part of the draw for me is I was like, oh yes, gosh. like let's have this not be all moms. And he's maybe out of 40 or so people, he might be the only dad on the entire parent association. Oh my God, I want to like send him a bottle of wine or something <laughs> or bourbon. I don't know yeah. what, but isn't that cool though? That like, and that's again, to your point, I mean, like, yeah, like let's just take gender and flip that upside down while we're at it as well. Yeah. Well, that's actually something that we have. We have a very big conversation. So Bulo only works with companies that are willing to offer flexibility. That can be flexibility in Mm -hmm. hours, flexibility in location and flexibility in cultures. And what that means is if I go to the dentist, I can go work from home, but there's not somebody like when you come back, what you doing? Why are you being gone? And so what, when we talk to those companies about it, we often say you also have to be comfortable offering that to dads. It Mm -hmm. should be any caregiver. 
Because yeah, if the dads aren't comfortable leaving to go be a part of the PTO because they feel like somebody's looking, you know, giving them the side eye, moms will never be able to progress equally because we'll always be thought of, well, she might leave to go do this. She might leave to go do that. And so dads need that freedom as well. They need the freedom to take the paternity leave and somebody not look at them sideways. It's genderless. Parenting is genderless. Yes, 100%. This episode is supported by Talkspace. I have to say, I get really excited anytime I can talk about Talkspace because I know the difference that therapy has made for me in the last year. And as I've talked about therapy and my own experience in therapy in the last year, so many of you have said to me, because you talked about therapy, I felt like I could go find a therapist. And I know a number of you have done that through Talkspace. So I'm here to destigmatize therapy because I think that everyone can benefit from therapy. And I also think that we are living in a time where we are fragile in all sorts of new ways. And as we look at reintegrating into society and quote unquote, going back to normal, but it not feeling normal at all, we can really use a sounding board and an objective expert who can help us navigate why we are feeling overwhelmed or fatigued or exhausted or scared or uncomfortable or just weird about reintegrating into society and trying to define what we want that to look like for ourselves and for our families. It's a lot to process and you don't have to process it alone. So if you think that you could benefit, maybe you're having symptoms of anxiety or depression, maybe you're just feeling not quite like yourself and you don't know where to go from here, let me connect you to Talkspace. So Talkspace allows you to connect with therapists who work in specialties for what specific issues you are having. They have therapists with all sorts of specialties that work around anxiety, depression, relationships, and so much more. And they can match you online within a day or so with someone who can meet your unique needs. They work with thousands and supply, thousands of licensed therapists available for your match right now. So go to Talkspace.com and use the code SHAMELESS to get $100 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com. Use the code SHAMELESS to get $100 off your first month and start having conversations with an expert who can support you through these times. You will be able to receive unlimited text messaging, schedule live video sessions with your therapist from anywhere, and get access to therapy now when you need it most. You don't need to get on a wait list. You don't need to wait to be able to drive across town to make an appointment. You can get started with Talkspace today. Go to Talkspace.com and use the code SHAMELESS for $100 off your first month. It's interesting, even looking at my son's school year next year, and we were kind of looking at like the hours of the school day. And do we need to add on extended care, which we've always used in the past. And my husband's job being as flexible as it's been in this pandemic, it created different opportunities for us to be able to be available right at drop-off every day next year. And it was a different conversation than we would have had two years ago where he was like, Oh, well, but I can never be there at three because I'm at the office every day until five. And now we're like, Oh, well, there's a lot of different frameworks around what quote unquote going to the office looks like. And that's going to continue. And that's a great thing that is there's absolutely, you know, some of it's driven by the pandemic for sure. But then it's also driven, I think with the pandemic came more visibility around creating companies that had flexibility for all caretakers and how significant that is. And I also think it's going to be a lot more dads who got involved and really enjoyed it and are going to fight for that, for keeping that. Totally. Um, millennials have, have already, they've declared, there's so many studies about it that said they want to be more involved in their kids than their fathers were with them. Mm. And I think that even follows greater with the next generation. And so yeah. regardless, 
if a company is going to try and bounce back, I mean, the Apple employees really pushed back this week on Apple saying that they were coming in on a prescribed hybrid basis. I just think companies really are going to have to, from everyone, be forced at looking at flexibility as a permanent. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's, this is such a fascinating time that we're in. And it's like, I mean, I just continue saying like, we're living in a time that will be written about in history books. And of course, you know, first it was just specifically around living in a pandemic, surviving a pandemic, but now it's going to look like, what is this new normal outside of this pandemic? And what is, how does that impact culture on so many different levels? And you're absolutely right. That's part of it. Yeah, I totally agree. A hundred percent agree. I mean, there is it, you know, it's not just parenting that are being affected by this one in four just working women in general have said that they are considering downshifting careers or dropping out that was from the lean in study that came out in 2020 i mean if you're a mom it's one in three but it's still that just goes to show you that this has always been there it's just it was brought to the forefront yeah how would you describe forward thinking managers and business owners acceptance of flexible work schedules today goal-oriented if say you, more, say more about you that. cannot offer flexibility unless you're able to measure people's goals, because you will constantly be worried. It'll be a fear bill based management style. I think, you know, and setting goals are hard. That's a hard thing to do. You have to sit yeah. there and be really conscious. They have to be measurable, actionable, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. But once you set goals for somebody, there's a freedom of, Hey, this is on you now. Yeah. And I don't have to worry if your butt's in a seat. I mean, there's some rules like customer service that might be measured that way, but I don't have to worry that your butt's in a seat. I just have to worry that you reach your goals every week, every other week, every month. Yeah, absolutely. And then it should like the difference between, yeah, goals versus time. That's it. Which is hundred percent. It It shouldn't matter if you are the first one in the office because there was plenty of people that were the first one in the office, but then by two o'clock, they'd been wandering around the building doing, you know, complete non-work for mm-hmm. a long time. It's just time does not matter. It's what yeah. you do within the time that you commit. And everybody who offers a flexible opportunity has to be goal-oriented. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love it. Okay. So I want to talk about the moms of the pandemic. What are your (laughs) thoughts on the massive number of moms who have either been forced to leave or have opted to leave the workforce during this time? It's heartbreaking to me. I mean, we witnessed our entire database get upended of women. So we had Mm. over 1300 women in our database going into the pandemic, I think. And then coming out of it, jobs were were just... getting thrown at us like crazy, Mm. partially because there was just a greater awareness of diversity and the need to have diverse team members. Mm -hmm. But there was also people who were trying to rebuild their teams that had laid people off. So we were getting all these jobs and we had so many women that responded and said, I'd love to, but I can't right now. I'm just not there. I'm not in a headspace where I could entertain that. I'm not in a childcare situation. You know, my mom used to help. She can't. My grandmother used to help, our neighbors used to help, but they can't anymore. And so, you know, you said something that you asked what I'm excited about for the future earlier, and I'm not sure I answered that, but it is. Oh, yes. Let's definitely answer that. Thanks for bringing it back. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to get my mom's back. It's heartbreaking to me. And a lot of it is centered around childcare. So however you feel politically led, it's a really important conversation that's going on right now. And everyone, especially women, should be looking at what's going on? What does this mean? How do we change this? 
and come up with your, just be educated about it. You don't have to make a decision, but just be educated about it. 40% of all child cares across America closed permanently during the pandemic. Really? And so that means that even before the pandemic, there was about 2.7 million children under the age of six that couldn't find a spot in childcare. So it's even worse now. And so we need to figure out how do women get reliable, safe, affordable childcare. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a big part of getting our women back. Absolutely. It's interesting. You mentioned that some, that there's some women have downshifted. So there's been, I think some of it is definitely necessity and absolutely heartbreaking necessity and like hardship around staying home with kids because of childcare and for a variety of reasons, which now has like, you know, crippled family incomes and made things really stressful and difficult. And then I also think that there is a, an awareness around backing off the hustle a bit. And what are you seeing with that? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just did some analytics on our database and we have a lot of full-time women now more than we ever had before, which makes sense during the pandemic, they were looking for flexible job opportunities and that's the only thing that we have. And so that makes sense. But when we looked at the amount of hours that they wanted to work, because that's one of the things we asked during onboarding, by far it was between 30 to 40. That was what people wanted, was not back to the 40-hour work week, but less. And I think we still have a lot of households, you know, especially in a lot of demographics where there's majority single moms, they're the sole breadwinners, but they also have, are lacking in support who that's probably where it applies the most is they're trying to figure out how can I still stay professionally relevant, do something I'm passionate about and afford a household. Right. But we do see a lot of families that have decided that they can scale back. They can adjust their lives in an effort to provide a little more balance. So it's not everybody is going everywhere on two wheels. What's concerning about that is when women leave the workforce, there's about a 23% decrease in earnings for every year that they're out. Mm -hmm. And so we need to make sure that women have opportunities to stay working maybe with less hours, maybe they go part-time, yeah. maybe they do job sharing, whatever it is, so that the gender pay gap doesn't spread as far as it spread any further. Yeah. My other thought around that, as I've read some research and or statistics around women leaving is that when women are leaving and especially leaving in droves, that then the decision makers sitting at the table continue to be old white men. Mm-hmm. And that's very problematic. We could do a whole conversation on that, just that, but then we're like, we're taking out, you know, a woman's earning potential where then we have this, the gender pay gap issue. And then we also have this huge step back in terms of who our decision makers are and how, who's running companies that make big decisions and that create innovation and on a cultural level. And, oh my goodness, like that could be really problematic for an entire generation. I mean, multiple generations, if we are taking this step back in leadership. Yeah. And there's actually a generational effect to staying at home. So if I stayed at home, my daughter's pay is decreased as well. It's a super interesting study and you don't know it. Is that the chicken and the egg or what is that? But it has to be considered. The thing that gives me solace about that though, is there's so many women that are out of the workforce that haven't come back that our economy cannot recover without getting them back in. 
Mm. I mean, it's too much money that's yeah. come out of our the spending and you know yeah. what gets pumped back into yeah. the system yeah. for our country to absorb. Right. That makes sense. I wanted to ask you on your website on bulosolutions.com, it's you, you're right across the front of the website says find flexible jobs at innovative companies. And you just mentioned that all the jobs, like one of the requirements is that if we're going to be help supporting people finding jobs that that needs to be within these companies that have this flexibility. So can you explain a little bit about the kinds of companies that you are helping people getting placed at? Yeah. So early on, I was going for anybody, anybody that would talk to me, of course, I was finding jobs or I was begging for jobs. And I would go to some of the bigger corporations thinking, what, yay, I can get more jobs. What I found was that they were not ready at that time to offer flexibility. They didn't know how to absorb it. In fact, the only way they thought about it was, well, I don't know how I could offer this to Sarah, but then I can't offer it to somebody else. Mm. And so during that time, it was going to have to be a whole conversation of, well, that person should get it too. Right. You know, and so it was trying to move them out. And so what we landed on, our customers are small to medium-sized businesses, usually under 500 employees. We do really well with startups, the tech space, once they get funding and they're hiring and building these teams, they look at the workplace a little bit differently. They're mm-hmm. quicker to adapt to flexibility and to using tools for measurement and conversation and communication. They are typically looking for people who have skills in marketing, financial services, so bookkeeping, accounting, project management, customer success, administrative skills, and sales, just to name a few of them. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty ubiquitous across industries, but we do have a really strong following with startups. And it's a really cool culture for women because they get to wear so many hats and there's a lot of room for growth. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's really interesting. Cause yeah, I've had a number of friends work for startups and many have worked for multiple startups and yeah, it is always, it's like get the learning curve and then the opportunity for growth. And then what ends up happening here in Seattle is that they end up in this like melting pot of like startup world where the, it's like, it becomes networking. It's like you become known for so it's like, it's easy to go move from one job to the next or move up between companies. And it's cool to see kind of how connections in one place lead to the next opportunity. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic medical grade ingredients. I just randomly, Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky. And you know, like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse. And so Active Skin Repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately. And I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like ointmenty, creamy, lotiony things on his body, but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all 
types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is, especially on your coast, where I think the makeup of the average founder is under 30 Mm -hmm. male. It's funny when they get a mom on board because it's the mom ends up bringing in a structure, yes, kind of a, a different dynamic. That's really they're like, huh, this feels good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, one of my I have a good friend who's a CEO, and she like one of her and w- many of her teammates when she started, much of her team was younger. She was the only mom, and she was like, I'm normalizing leaving at four o'clock because you have an appointment, and like to your point earlier, like not coming back and not having to justify like, oh, I'm so sorry. But, and she's like, if I want to go to my kid's soccer thing at four o'clock twice a week, like that's just something we're going to support as a company. And it's going to be for me and it's going to be for other people. And even though no one else has kids, we're going to model that this is like part of our company culture, that if you have something else to do and you leave a little early once a week, twice a week, whatever the thing is that like, we are going to assume you're going to still be responsible for your work. And as part of the company culture is that like, you also get to have other aspects of your life that are important to you and that we will be supportive of that. Yeah. The texting used to be, we're going to give every perk known to man so that you'll stay at the office longer. Right. Right. (laughs) Forever. And it's really shifted to, we're going to give you all the flexibility you need, which by the way is cheaper for me as a business. Mm -hmm. And also what you really want, we just have to hit our goals. And there are studies that companies with more women executives outperform those with fewer senior women. So it's not for nothing. This is not just for lip service saying, oh, we brought on a woman or a mom. There are some tangible effects that happen when you've got women on a team. Absolutely. Can you say more about that? It's easier for them to build flexibility. The workforce is more, the leadership is more empathetic. So for example, during COVID, more women, so we lost a ton of women, but the women were in the workforce got promoted to C-suite and exec suite quicker because Mm -hmm. they were empathetic. And that's what the businesses knew they needed. I love that. So important. And Yeah. Like, I just hope we can keep growing in that direction because that's, I think the significance that we have just completely undervalued and not even undervalued. It's like, we've completely ignored it. We've been oblivious and blind to the fact that empathy actually matters. And so I'm hopeful that we're shifting. It was, it was considered weak, Yeah, right? Empathy was considered weak, but empathy is what gets employee retention, which we know saves money. Like there is a lot of value that can come from empathy. And as a culture, I think we've seen some really bad things happen when Mm -hmm. 
police don't have empathy and communities don't have empathy. So I'm with you. I think as long as we keep right now, there is a fight for workers like most companies have never seen before. And so as long as those workers say, I want to join you, but I will only join for flexibility. Or if you value all of me, we're they are now in a position to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, mamas, you want to win $100 from me? Of course you do. Okay, so listen up for just a sec. This is going to take just a minute of your time and you could win $100. So I want to know how I can best help you through the rest of the summer and through the rest of 2021 as we continue to navigate these wild times. So I created a survey. If you go to shamelessmom.com survey and fill out this brief survey, you can answer a handful of questions that will help me create content and programs for you for the rest of this year. I make a lot of assumptions about what you need and I thought, hmm, what's a better way to find out what you need? Me making assumptions or me just directly asking you? So I'm directly asking you in this survey for you to just pop in there, answer a handful of check the box questions. And then there's also a few questions where you can give me like a few words or a few sentences if you want. And when you're all done, if you leave your email in the survey, you will be eligible to win a $100 gift card to Amazon. I want to help you, but I also want to like incentivize you to give me a little bit of your time and a little bit of your honesty, a few of your thoughts. I'm so grateful for anything you can offer. And here's the thing. When you go through this survey, you are actually going to be able to tune into a minute to yourself and think through what do you actually need right now? And what do you want out of this season of life? And that in and of itself is going to be a gift to you. So you might get the gift of $100 from me if you win the drawing, but this is going to be a time for you to actually define for just a moment what you need most right now. So I'm going to help you with that as I create content based on the survey answers and responses. But also sometimes when we write these things out ourselves and come up with them on our own, all of a sudden we have these ahas around like, oh, wow, like now that I know what I need, I feel more capable of going after and getting it on my own. So it's a win for everyone. If you let me know what you need, I can help you. And if you let yourself know what you need and you give yourself a minute to think it through, I think you're going to be surprised with what you come up with. So go to shamelessmom.com slash survey. That's shamelessmom.com slash survey to fill out this brief survey and be eligible to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Can you talk about the specific and significant challenges for moms currently in the workforce and what options they have? I really think it's childcare is the number one childcare and healthcare. So childcare is incredibly difficult. There's obviously some support payments that are coming through right now to help cover that. But, you know, your mortgage takes up about 28% of your paycheck. And now childcare has gotten to the point where it's in the 20%. Like it's almost a second mortgage. And so the options there are well, hopefully your community will come back and mom will be able to take care again, but you're still going to be worried about her because, you know, not all the kids are getting vaccinated yet. Mm -hmm. And then, or we have a community that starts rebuilding childcare centers purposefully churches, maybe I'm not sure who's going to do it, but that's going to be the biggest struggle. And I I don't have an easy answer for that one. It's difficult. It's really for us. In my community, the minute you got pregnant, you were getting on wait lists. Oh yeah. Same here in Seattle. I mean, sometimes before pregnancy, like when you're planning pregnancy, you're getting- That's it. That's it. And so, you know, now that you've had your daycare closed during COVID, Mm -hmm. how are you, imagine the lengths of those wait lists. So there's that. And then there's also healthcare. Healthcare is a big issue for moms right now, especially for the number of single moms that we've got. 
that are sole breadwinners, not single moms like I am, where there's a wonderful father who's, you know, still actively participating with the kids and, you know, we're working together, but true single moms who mm-hmm. they're doing it, it's all on their shoulders. And so finding healthcare that is affordable is difficult, but there are a lot, we've made a lot of progress in that through the past couple of years. Yeah. I was having a really great conversation with a guest a few weeks ago, Irina Gonzalez, and she was talking about wine culture during this pandemic and how, of course, you know, if alcohol companies think that they can get more money out of women and moms, they absolutely will because of mommy wine culture has been thriving for years now. But she was talking about like, the even like higher level of offensiveness that what the messaging that moms have gotten in the pandemic is like, just have a glass of wine. Like things are so stressful in these unprecedented times. And so if you need to like, you know, just have a glass of wine at two o'clock, you go for it. Like do what you need to do. Rose all day, all this messaging. And she was like, how about there's like, if you're feeling really tired and exhausted, like we're going to give you some childcare that you actually deserve because there's no child. Like she's like, I was offended by wine culture before and she's sober and she's been for a while now. And she said, I was, you know, offended by mommy wine culture prior to COVID. And now it's like, it's so offensive and gross because of exactly what you just said, these pressures around childcare and healthcare for single moms, especially, I mean, like so many layers of like, what does it look like to really support a woman or really support a mom? And then the messaging that we get, that's like, but you could just have a glass of wine and wash your worries away. Well, you know what, actually that's it really interesting. You bring that up. I heard a, a really crazy and I haven't pursued this. I heard it on one. I was listening to one station and they said that doctors are really concerned because the number of women that have come in with liver problems due to alcohol Mm. has significant, they said it's almost tripled and it's also in the much younger ones. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me your question of my biggest concern. Maybe it's burnout. Maybe that's what I should say. And that encompasses healthcare issues, childcare. It's exactly what she was saying is I don't quit giving me wine to handle it. I am exhausted. Yes. Yes. 100%. Like give me some actual tools and some actual support. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not telling me to have self-care because I can't figure out when I'm going to fit self-care in. Right. It's true support. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What would be your best advice for how women can successfully pivot to a more flexible career path or re-enter? And I'm sure, I mean, I know we have so many moms listening who have just had such big diversions from their career path in the last year. So what is your advice for them? If you love what you're doing and love the company that you're with, I would encourage you to go to your leader and say, could we talk about a way to have flexibility to where you measure me in goals and execution? And I promise you that I maintain myself as the strong employee and the strong contributor I've been, and you commit to these flexible requirements. Most of the women that have come to us will ask them, they don't ask before they quit. So that's a message to businesses too, yeah. is most women don't realize that they're as valuable as they are. So they don't even bother asking. So my first thing would be if you're passionate about what you're doing and you're successful at it, then ask. Mm. And then second, it's to find women leave the workforce because of lack of flexible work opportunities, lack of career advancement and lack of support. So I think the second thing is finding a job that you're passionate in where you feel like you can reach the pinnacle that you define. Yeah, absolutely. I love both of those. That's really fascinating. And I, 
I mean, it doesn't surprise me now that I think it through, but that most women wouldn't ask that they leave assuming that things can't be done a different way. And then that conversation just never happens. It doesn't. And I think a lot of women where you, you know, this is just back to some of the generational stuff that women are like is a man will think, well, they need me. They don't want to lose me. Whereas women, we just don't think that way. A lot of times there are definitely women that do and yay them. But I think we should realize how much we do contribute to a business. They're not giving us favors with this flexibility. We're still going to perform. You're still going to be earning your money and you're still going to be held accountable. It's just going to look a little bit different. You're not asking for a gift. Right. Exactly. There's been so many cons of the last year and especially as it relates to moms in the workforce. So what are some of the pros of this past year around moms and businesses? So I think I saw this last night, of course, the black hole of Instagram. This one mom (laughs) said, it's okay to scream at your child and say, I just need 20 minutes. And in the very next breath to be so grateful for the extra time you got with them. Mm-hmm. And I thought that really defines how I've been feeling. I think there's been some, uh, some great time that moms have been able to spend. I've got a 13 year old and watching him change into the next phase of his life. His, I've been so grateful to have more time with him on that yeah. and through that. And I think maybe if we can rally moms to, you know, we've got an entire nation saying we have to get our moms back to work. And if we can help moms get that confidence, it could be a real, a huge win for women. Absolutely. Absolutely. In what ways are you currently showing up as a shameless mom? I just had a conversation. I was about boundaries with somebody that I needed to have a conversation with. Yes. I love it. Super proud of myself. I felt guilty, you know, when I needed to take time to, because I felt burnout and I felt drawn and to say, Nope. I need this time. And I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that was your way. Cause that's so hard. And that's, I mean, that same conversation around, like, we don't go to our employers to ask for flexibility. We also don't have the uncomfortable conversations with other people in our lives to say like, Hey, like I need a break or I need space or I need this or that, or the other thing. <laughs> Instead, yeah. we just like continue to go at our normal pace and meet other people's expectations at our own expense. So yeah. And then we feel guilty when we try to put that boundary. And that's what um, my wonderful therapist again, she was like, now I realize once you put this boundary down, it, there's stuff that'll happen afterwards. And that's the tough part. That's the mm-hmm. tough that you've got to weather through. So mm-hmm. you've got the guts to put it down, but now you've got to hold to it and weather kind of some of the storm of it, but just maintain that line. It's almost like the Maginot line during the, you know, just hold the line. Yes. Yes, so absolutely. The boundary. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, Delphine, this conversation, I think, did we get enough fun in? We did get a lot of heavy <laughs> stuff in. I think we got some fun in there though. We we laughed a few times. So I want you to tell people, and you can keep this as light as you want if we want to keep it fun, but tell people how does Bulo work with people, work with women, work with moms, and then where can people go next steps if they're interested in learning more and you know being connected with your Absolutely. work? Absolutely. So if they go to bulosolutions.com, B-O-U-L-O, which Bulo, by the way, is it's French. I grew up, I'm half French and it means gig or work. And so if you go to bulosolutions.com and you start building your profile, you'll have questions to answer that give you the opportunity to make yourself shine. It's the opportunity for you to tell people about Sarah versus this timeline of jobs that you've done. 
So when you go through our process, it automatically creates just on the fly, it'll create the 360 degree profile and you can look at it. You can use it any way you want, just, you know, access it however you want to. And then we start, we put you in our database. It's completely free. And we start matching you with job opportunities that come in the door and meet your preferences. So then we'll ask you and say, hey, Sarah, are you interested in this job? You say, yep. And then we send it to the hiring manager and we get the ball rolling, get you some interviews. And so we really, you put in your information and we become your advocate and make sure that you find the job in your pay range, that you find the job with your flexibility requirements and in something that you're passionate about. I love it. Oh my goodness. I feel like there might be a whole bunch of moms who have like this surge of optimism and hope after listening to this conversation. I hope so, so because it's really, once you, I think a lot of the helicoptering that happens is because we've got some incredibly intelligent moms that are dying to be involved in something and they're going to channel all of that energy into their children. And so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of moms that just are really looking in the mirror and trying to find who they've been and who they're meant to be. Absolutely. And especially as their children get to those a little bit older, I was actually just on a coaching call a little bit ago with someone whose kids are like 13 and 18. And she's like, so I have some more time and I don't know what to do with it. This is very weird. <laughs> like, And so I think that, you know, for those of who are listening they are like, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old and I can't even see which way is up versus parents as, or moms, as you have more time. And as your children are less dependent, I think that giving yourself permission to explore a little bit around like what does sound exciting and what does sound like it would meet your needs and, you know, give you the opportunities to grow into this next season of your life. I think that's also super powerful. Yeah. And we'll also have a phone call at one point with all of our members. And so that's your opportunity to where we can help you with some of your messaging and erase that whole phrase. If there's one thing that should come out of this podcast is if you should never say I've just been being a mom or I've just been a mom. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 100%. I'm going to, I need to like add that to our show notes here. Like that's the number one (laughs) takeaway is how to erase saying I'm just a mom. Oh, I love this. Delphine, this was so, it was interesting and fascinating and I think helpful and hopeful and fun. And I'm really, really grateful for you taking the time to share with us what's going on, what we're currently seeing, the direction and the trajectory that we see that is optimistic for women and for moms. And so thank you for being here. Yeah. Well, thanks for putting this discussion out there and thanks for doing what you do for women. Oh my goodness. Of course. My pleasure. Mamas, before I let you go, please, please pop over to shamelessmom.com slash survey to fill out my shameless summer survey so that I can better help you for the rest of 2021. And you can also be eligible to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Go to shamelessmom.com slash survey. And thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you more than I can say. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and 
You can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.